Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to The Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves from the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Hope wherever you are and wherever you're listening, you are having a fantastic start to your Friday. You can find all of the great content from the Talking Chop Podcast Network, as well as all the content in general from Talking Chop at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. When it comes to the Braves, Here's the latest from Atlanta. So when things are going as good as they are for the Braves right now, who on Thursday had an off day after on this nine-game road trip, having completed sweeps in Washington against the Nationals and in Miami against the Marlins, when you're going as good as the Braves, things just continue to go well outside of your control, even when you're not playing. And that's what occurred on Thursday. The Philadelphia Phillies were swept on the road by the Arizona Diamondbacks, record-wise and arguably the worst team in the majors this season. The Philadelphia Phillies were swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the result coming into today is that the Braves have a four-game lead in the NL East now. All of a sudden, that's the best way to describe it. All of a sudden, the Braves have a four-game lead in the NL East, four games over the Phillies, five games over the Mets. This division lead getting to four games really does seem like it's come out of nowhere because of how quickly it has all occurred. Let's go back three weeks. Three weeks ago, the Braves were coming off a pivotal nine-game and eight-day stretch where they faced the Phillies in four games and the Mets in five games. And many of us, including myself, on the Daily Hammer many times, talked about how critical it was for the Braves to, in some way, shape, or form, make up ground in the division race during that stretch. Well, they went 5-4 and four during that stretch. At the very least, they kept afloat. They kept their head above water. Alex Anthopoulos obviously brought in some reinforcements at the trade deadline. Some folks have come back from injury. And now the Braves are certainly a significantly deeper and better team than they were three weeks ago. And it obviously shows. As recently as Brad Rowland mentioned on Twitter, as recently as August 2nd, the Braves were four games behind in the division. Now they're four games ahead. They have made up nine games in the division on the New York Mets. That's how well the Braves have played and how much the Mets have struggled. As a matter of fact, the Braves have now won 15 out of their past 17 games. They are 15-3 and three in the month of August. The Braves have, won, have only lost two times over their past 17 games. Before that, but in the in the 17 games before this this 15 and two stretch the Braves are on, the Braves were alternating win loss records. What that comes down to is is that the last time the Braves lost two consecutive games on their schedule was the last game of the first half of the season on July 11th, 
and the first game of the second half of the season on July 16th. Before that, it was the two back-to-back losses in Pittsburgh. It's been more than a month since the Braves have lost two consecutive games. That's how impressive of a role they are on. And what it really comes down to is that the Braves are taking care of business against teams they should be beating, against the Nationals, against the Marlins, against the Cardinals, uh, against a team who's probably pretty even talent-wise right now in the Cincinnati Reds. But the Braves are winning each series, including getting several series sweeps. And the Phillies and Mets are struggling to do that, though their schedules have been a bit tougher. They're still struggling to do that against teams that they should be beating. This this series where the Phillies were swept by the Diamondbacks, in my opinion, it certainly could be the most pivotal series during this stretch run of the NL East because the Braves have now gained a sizable cushion going into a series against the Orioles where, the, where a team in the Orioles that has lost 15 straight games with as well as the Braves are playing, if the Braves can gain a game or two extra this through this weekend, they are in a very good place as they head into a tougher part of their schedule. All the success that they've had aside over the past three weeks, we're now going to see the script flip a bit for the Braves and the Phillies. The Braves are going to go into a tougher stretch of their schedule after this Orioles series in which the Braves are going to be facing the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Yankees to end August and start September while the Phillies are going to get a very easy part of their schedule. As a matter of fact, the Phillies have one of the easiest schedules in the majors going forward while the Braves is a little bit probably, I would say, towards the bottom third of the league in terms of strength of schedule. Both teams have manageable schedules the rest of the way, but the Braves' schedule is about to get a lot tougher. The Phillies' schedule is about to get a lot more manageable. So this division lead of four games the Braves have right now certainly is a very good development. But obviously, as well as the Braves have played, as beneficial as the schedule has been to them and as beneficial as the struggles of the Mets and Phillies have been to them. They have to take care of business this weekend against the Orioles. And though the Orioles have lost 15 straight games, they're obviously going to be motivated to make the most of this series against Atlanta. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. So the Braves are looking to finish out this East Coast road trip in similar fashion that they've been able to start it out with, sweeping two straight series against the Washington Nationals and then the Miami Marlins, a six-game road winning streak, and now they're facing off against the Baltimore Orioles, as mentioned, a team that has lost 15 straight games. And the thing about it is this is with how quickly and how significantly things have shifted for the Braves this season Their playoff odds now obviously look very favorable 
when we're looking at the rest of the season. As a matter of fact, right now the Braves uh, over at Fangraphs, they have a 70.6% chance of winning the NL East division. The Phillies are at 19.8%, while the Mets are at 9.6%. But the other key development in all this is that the Braves also are now right in the wild card mix. Now, obviously, with their division lead, that seems to be mattering less and less day by day. But the Braves are now right there with the Reds and the Padres, only a game out when it comes to the wild card race due to how much the Padres have struggled without Fernando Tatis and some other injuries that have occurred. The Braves now have multiple avenues in which they could make a postseason run, though obviously you certainly are looking for them to get it done by winning the NL East Division, and day by day, it certainly it seems that their chances of doing exactly that are improving. But at the end of the day, the big key for the Braves is continuing to do exactly what they've done all month long when it comes to August. And the thing about it is this, is though the Baltimore Orioles have lost 15 straight games, the big thing about it is, is that at the end of the day, no matter how confident or, or, or how you know easy it may, for lack of a better way of putting it, how easy it may seem that one team should beat the other, especially on the road, you still got to get it done. And that is what has made the Braves run so impressive. They just go out night in and night out and get the job done every single day. And you certainly expect for them to do that against Atlanta. The pitching matchups this week look like this. Max Freed will take the mound tonight versus Keegan Aiken. Certainly feel Max Freed should be the favorite when it comes to that game. On Saturday, it will be Drew Smiley against familiar face Matt Harvey. Now, Smiley obviously has done better in terms of the second half of the season versus the first half, but there's also obviously been some alternating successful starts as well as some struggling starts. You certainly hope that he'll be on his A game on Saturday. And then on Sunday, Tuki Tassant will be going against John Means. Now, in the first game, obviously tonight, you certainly have to like your chances. But when it comes to Drew Smiley versus Matt Harvey and then Tuki Tassant versus John Means, that advantage when it comes to the starting pitching matchups, it gets a little bit smaller. So that's why you have to feel strongly that the Braves' offense will be the thing that comes alive, especially on Sunday against John Means, who is a very talented left-handed pitcher. You have to feel that the Braves are going to feel confident with how well they've done against left-handers this month as well. Obviously, you want to continue to see the Braves be able to have their bats going. They will have the DH this weekend as well, so maybe you could even see a few position players get some rest when it comes to using that DH position wisely. It'll be interesting to see how the lineups are structured as a result. We also potentially could see the return of Eddie Rosario back to the majors this weekend as well, so a lot of fun developing things could be there on the horizon for the Braves. Now, the big thing about it is this, is that as I had mentioned, this four-game lead in the NL East is great, but every game that the Braves could potentially gain in the, this weekend, that is just one more day in which they're making it harder for the Phillies and the Mets to be able to catch up with them this year, and that's going to be extremely important when it comes to over the next two weeks, after the Braves have gone through this manageable part of the schedule and absolutely took care of business. Business. As I had mentioned, their schedule is about to become a bit tougher, while the Phillies is going to become a bit easier. 
over. So every game the Braves have as cushion in this race, in in the division race, it's going to be that much. It's going to be that much better for if they were to go through a tough stretch against you know some opponents like the Yankees, Dodgers, or Giants. If the Braves were to unfortunately suffer consecutive losses. Having a big division lead going into that stretch of the schedule certainly would be a great development. The Phillies, though, their schedule starts getting a bit tougher or starts getting a bit easier next week. They still have series, a three-game series against San Diego and then a two-game series against Tampa Bay. So the Phillies' schedule doesn't get easier until next weekend. So once again, the Braves certainly have an opportunity on the horizon over this weekend to gain an even bigger lead in the NLEs. It's going to be a lot of fun to see. Obviously, you hope going against a team of the caliber of the Orioles, we can continue to see some fireworks, continue to see plenty of patience, production, and power all mixed together when it comes to the offense, as well as the starting pitching in the bullpen shining as well. Can't thank you enough for joining us this week here on the Daily Hammer. You can find all the great content from the Talking Chop Podcast Network via TalkingChop.com as well as at TalkingChop across all forms of social media. The Road to Atlanta podcast with talents such as Eric Cole, Garrett Spain, and Matt Powers giving you the latest on the Braves prospects and down on the farm. The Talking Chop podcast itself with Brad Rowland and Scott Coleman, every, Scott Coleman every week giving you a detailed update on the week that was and the week ahead. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSEC on Twitter. It's been a pleasure. Have a great weekend. Go Braves. And we'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.